Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 215. The family that hams together. If you make that a verb, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we're recording this live on Thursday, June 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined... By Andrew, KN4VKX, Ryan, KN4VKW, and Blake, KN4VKY, and they're all Pearsons. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Dr. Paul Jaffe, KJ4IKI, was here to talk about gathering solar power in space. So if you missed that show, make sure you listen at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. You can listen anytime to those replays. And remember, the show is rebroadcast every Saturday on WTWW. That's 5085 AM. And uh, the new time is 3.30 PM Eastern on Saturday afternoon. So... Um, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on WTWW is uh, when you will hear us there. We've uh, moved up about uh, four hours there, so uh, that's the new time. I do have three or four things to talk about here before we get started, and I know you you want to get into the topic right away, but uh, there are a few things I need to talk about here real quick. First, uh, we are putting together... Another Ham Talk Live t-shirt order. We haven't done one of those in about a year. So uh, if you're interested, they're $20, uh, which includes U.S. postage. If you're outside of the U.S., uh, we'll just add on the price difference on the shipping um, for, for international. Uh, go to hamtalklive.com, click on the hyperlink, and uh, fill out the form to order. And we're going to cut that off on June 15th. So if you want to get your order in, Make sure you do that by June 15th. Uh, secondly, a programming note. Don't forget the field day question and answer show with Paul Bork in one SFE uh, will be on June 18th. Now that's a week and a day before field day. Um, usually we do it the weekend of. 
Um, there's been some rule changes due to the pandemic. So if you still have questions, you'll be able to get those answered live on the 18th. And to get you ready for that, don't forget the 100 Watts and a Wire podcast is having the tune-up on June 12th through 14th. It's a chance to test everything out, get ready for field day. So check them out at 100wattsandawire.com. And then lastly, uh, some sad news came out this morning. Uh, the Huntsville Ham Fest announced that uh, they did have to cancel this year's Ham Fest. Mark Brown in 4BCD gave me a call this morning to make sure I heard about it and uh, talk a little bit about the decision. And uh, he may call in tonight. He had some obligations, um, so I'm not positive that he's going to call in tonight, but uh, he may give us a call tonight. And if so, we will interrupt our, our normal programming for uh, just a few minutes to bring him on and he can uh, tell everybody about what's going on. And if not, I do have some information here uh, that he emailed me. So we'll uh, we'll see if Mark has a chance to call. And if not, I'll, I'll fill in for him. So um, we're going to talk to the Pearsons here. If you're listening live on Thursday night, uh, after the interview, you'll be able to call us. So let me go ahead and give you the phone number so you can write that down and have it ready. It's 8 8- Five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. Again, it's eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. You can also tweet us on Twitter. We are at Ham Talk Live. So I'll be back with the Pearsons right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro SD card slot, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack, LC192, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. The grass may be greener on the other side, but at least we don't have to mow it. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show again tonight. Make sure you check out all their fine radios at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. 
Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at HamTalkLive.com. My guest tonight, the Pearson family, we have Andrew, who's uh, the father, KN4VKX, and Blake is KN4VKY, and he is 12 years old, and Ryan, KN4VKW, is 11 years old, and, and mom... Jacqueline is is out working tonight, so we couldn't get uh, Jacqueline on the air. But, but guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You We're glad to be here. Thank you. We're glad to be with you tonight. Well, these guys all became technicians, all three of them at the same time. June in 2019 became generals in July of 2019. And uh, they've been building their ham station uh, with some help from their uh, club, the Williamson County Aries uh, Group, down in uh, the Brentwood and Franklin, Tennessee area. And um, they've had a lot of support from their Elmer RJ, KC4LRR. And uh, the boys are active members of Yacht, which is led by Ed, KG8CX. That's the Youth Amateur Communications Ham Team. They have a a net for young people every week, and uh, you should check them out. And then uh, Blake and Ryan were set to speak at this year's Dayton Hamvention Youth Forum, led by Carol Perry, WB2MGP, that we talk about often on this show and um instead they're going to be speaking next year because of the uh pandemic so um we're just going to talk to them a little bit tonight and and again my apologies if, if mark calls in we're gonna we're gonna switch to mark real quick about huntsville but um and and we're going to talk about huntsville a little bit because uh ryan had uh, had a real uh cool story from huntsville from last year but um I had the pleasure of meeting you all and sitting with your family at Carol Perry's Youth Forum at Huntsville last year, along with uh, Don Wilbanks AE5DW, and he said, "You got to have these people on your show. You got to you got to get them on." Um, and you know, the more I heard about your story, Andrew, um, you know, the more I realized that we had a lot in common, and there's a lot of parallels because you and your family became hams together much like mine so so tell us a little bit about how you all got into ham radio all right i will start it off so it all began for me when i was in high school um there were uh, some some friends of mine that were hams and so i was able to uh see their equipment and watch them as they were on the radio um they were advanced level and uh, definitely, as I, I share, I got bit by the bug of amateur radio at that point. Um, they helped me out and uh, guided me uh, towards trying to pass that or uh, be prepared for my novice. And I ended up uh, studying. I, I passed the written, but I did not pass the, the code portion uh, back then. I had the cassette tape. I was uh, a teenager in high school playing sports, and uh, I, I just obviously did not dedicate enough time to the CW portion. And um, that is when the no-code technician first came out. 
Um, I was looking at that, figuring that maybe I could just jam studying in on it. But at that point in time, um, it was kind of frowned upon for um, a ham being a, a no-coder. So I actually, uh, with that uh, feeling of, of some pressure, I just stepped out of it and uh, stepped away from it. And then uh, my wife and I had the privilege of making it to EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association, been wanting to go there my entire life and finally made it uh, by having, having the boys. And that was in the summer of 2018. And at EAA, they have this amazing uh, area for all the, the youth that show up there to go and explore and learn and just have a blast. Uh, it's called Kid Venture. And we ended up spending an amazing day at Kid Venture at EAA. And while we were there, waiting to uh, or walking towards one of the other buildings, um, I saw this, this uh, old uh, building. It was a solid wooden structure. And I'm like, wow, that just that looks like an interesting building. And so got closer and uh, was invited in to come take a peek. And it turned out to be an old ham shack that was about 50, 60, 70 years old, and it was still in excellent condition, but what was really cool is it felt like walking into a time machine because they had equipment that dated back to that those yester decades, and uh, it was very neat uh, seeing the old maps and old QSL cards, uh, just, you know, old school amateur radio, and uh, I just started looking at that, and I remembered um, what, what captivated me when I was young and started talking with the guys and uh, just had a great conversation, made sure to bring uh, Blake and Ryan in there and uh, made sure that they were listening and looking and enjoying. And when we walked out, um, I, I just had that thought because of knowing what a ham fest was. <laughs> like, I've got to find a ham fest. <laughs> and uh, later... Um, after we left, I, I got home and I jumped on the computer and I was able to find Huntsville Hamfest. So um, our oldest son, uh, he's a student. Um, mm. He's now gonna, going to be attending Tennessee Tech. Uh, he'll be a junior in engineering. And uh, so it was a nice uh, boys, dad and, and the boys uh, uh, day away, and I said, hey, we're, we're going to go down to this thing called the Ham Fest. Just trust me, we're going to have a great time, and we're going to spend some time together. And um, we just walked around, and um, all the the excitement that I had when I was a youth uh, was back alive again and had a blast. We were able to take Blake and Ryan to uh the area uh, where uh, they have um, a, a kid section where they have all sorts of different activities uh, going on, and, and they had a, a wonderful time there. And then we were told that we needed to go to this one room because there was this youth gathering. Well, we went in there, and we got to listen to some youth amateur radio operators that were presenting, and I was just blown away um, with uh, how intelligent they were, the fact that they were – uh, hams and the uh, excellent presentations that they did. And afterwards, we happened to speak to an amazing woman, Carol Perry. And um, um, she was so friendly and so encouraging. And she encouraged us to not only get our license, but she said, don't stop studying until 
you uh, get your general. So I will just conclude this part with saying that uh, we walked away uh, from there and I told the boys, uh, we're a homeschool family as well, and I told the boys, I said, hey, when we're done with this year of school, so starting uh, the fall of, of 18, finishing spring of 19, I said, just trust me, we're going to do this together. And I will take a pause and I will let the boys now jump in and explain. Uh, well, do you want me to stop right there? Yeah, no, go right, go right ahead. Let's, let's hear from uh, Ryan and Blake. Okay. Um, so this is Blake. And then we finished out that school year. And in early June, uh, we and a lot of people, fellow hams and RJ, uh, they had recommended using ham test online. Uh, so that is what we used. We sat on the computer, all three of us together. Uh, we run it two to four hours um, every day. And once we felt like we were ready to pass it, uh, after a lot of studying, uh, we ended up taking our technician. And when we took our technician just for the fun of it, um, we ended up taking our general just to um see what would happen and see how many questions we'd get right from everything we already knew and uh, from the other percentage that people just get from guessing. Um, we didn't pass, but we, were not, we weren't surprised, but um, it was fun doing that. It was a late night. Um, after a few weeks off from been, uh, passing our technician, um, I will actually re- let Ryan say that. Well, after we finished our technician, we were just, like, uh, practically celebrating and everything. And then we just decided to um, hop in for our general since um, we just um, decided that it would be a great idea to do that. Um, so we jumped back on the ham test online and uh, did the uh, same thing as we did for our tech for general. Um, we uh, relatively, um, in a matter of around two weeks, we actually two to three weeks, we actually um, got ready to take it. So we took our uh, general class, um, uh, technically exactly one month after we took our uh, tech um, class. And um, so um, we were just like um, having a great time. And then um, since we went to Huntsville that first year, we decided to go again the next year. And it got a little interesting there, but... um, I will just uh, uh, ask and see if you would uh, like to talk about anything right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll save that story for for a little bit. But um, you all had have so many parallels to 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 my story because um, my dad and I got into ham radio at the same time. Um, he was interested in ham radio in high school and, and never did take the test. And, and then we ended up doing it together. And, um, so there's just so many parallels be- between you all that, that it makes me remember, um, all of those times back when I was five years old and, and did that with my dad. But, but the, the funny thing was that my mom, she didn't want anything to do with it. But she couldn't stand not knowing what we were saying in Morse code. So she decided she was going to go to the class, and she was just going to learn the code. She wasn't going to get her license. She wasn't going to take the written test. She wasn't going to do any of that. She was just going to learn how to copy code so she would know what we were saying. 
Well, she got hooked. And, and so she, uh, a year later, uh, ended up becoming a ham too. So, so what's your mom thinking about ham radio? I mean, there's all this peer pressure going on and, and, and if she were here, I'd ask her about it. And, 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 and I did that with Bryant Rascal's mom and she ended up getting her license. So, so what's mom think about this? Well, I want to say that mom would have loved to have been able to be here with us, but she's a flight nurse. And as a matter of fact, uh, the program she works for, not only does she get to work on the rotor wing, the helicopters, but they also have a fixed wing, so an airplane. And uh, I don't know where she's going to right now, but she is somewhere uh, flying in the sky to go take care, to, uh, go get a patient and bring them back here. Um, and she's going to be taking great care of that patient. So uh, she would have loved to have been here, but uh, duty calls for her. And so with that, um, I want to say that uh, she enjoys her uh, professional communications. Um, we will just uh, keep hoping that someday she'll want to join us on the ham side of life, but uh, she's really excellent at what she does, and she's really involved in, in the program, and uh, she supports us um, just amazingly. So we, we uh, couldn't have a better uh, partner uh, for for us in our ham adventures um, without her actually being a ham than what we have. So um, we'll see what the future holds. But we what we have is is absolutely wonderful. Um, we just hopefully we'll get that cherry on top and and have a punch your ticket at some point in the future. Well, you know, we were talking about CW. We were, we were talking about the coder before the show, and you know, may, maybe that maybe that would be the way to get it is if you all start doing code and she doesn't know what you're saying then maybe maybe that'll be it <laughs> well jacqueline whenever you listen to this we, 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 we thank you for for supporting these guys and and their hobby and service and and uh and if you decide to do it we, we welcome you with open arms well, later that day that, that I met you all after the youth forum, I was about to walk out the door to go actually uh, uh, have dinner with some young hams and uh, the Young Ham of the Year Award crowd and all that. And uh, they were getting ready to announce the grand prize. And I turned around and I saw this 10-year-old kid just running up to the stage all excited that you just want an ICOM IC7610. So, Ryan, congratulations, because I haven't told you that yet, because I was walking out the door, but tell us all about the big prize. Okay, well, um, first of all, I'll just say uh, thanks very much. And um, Well, um, it just all started with uh, we never really thought that we were going to be there that long. But um, so we just, uh, when uh, we were just looking for stuff, we just stuck around and um, we just were in the back seeing who won the grand prize. And we're like, okay, let's just see it since we're going to leave soon since it's getting over with. So then um, they uh, call it and they um, say the worst and it'll be Christmas in August 4th, Ryan. And, like, and then, as I said in the animation, Okay, there's probably maximum only ten people who have the name Ryan. That are probably hands. 
in this room of a good probably 100 people. And then I hear KN4, and then I'm like, there's not really a lot of possibilities that there's KN with the name Ryan and the prefix of their call KN4 that might be still here. And then I hear VKW. And then at that point, since I really didn't know too much about him, I asked my dad, what do I do? And then he says, go run up there. So I run up there, um, in the beginning, I was actually confused what the guy was asking me for. Apparently he was asking me for my ticket that my dad had. So he came up, showed it. Um, so we just won the, um, Icon 7610 there and, uh, got into a frenzy of pictures and stuff. All that, but, um... <laughs> Now, how cool is that? You get you get an ICOM seventy six ten, and just by being there, that, that's pretty cool. Blake, what did you think of all of this? And do you do, does he let you use the radio? Um, yes, he actually does let me use it some of the time. Um, we enjoy using it a lot. Um, um, during the Dayton contest. Um, I actually made 325 QSOs, and overall, in the 10 months that we've been generals, I've made over 800 HF contacts, um, so I'm very proud of that. We've done a lot of working on the rig. Um, I am a huge fan of QSL cards. I collect a lot of them. Um, I have a lot of them. I'm very grateful. I cherish them all. Um, I do have one out of the States, and that's from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm hoping to get more out of there. Um, I'm looking to get a Brazil and Nicaragua, but I do not know if that will happen. I'm, um, I also really like the ones that are far away. So today in the mail, I actually got one of my Alaska QSL cards that I sent out, um, on the 16th. Apparently I didn't know it, but I had two. Alaska, I knew one person was in Alaska and I keyed up the mic and I was like, wait, did you say you were in Alaska? And then um, he actually talked back and said that I heard him right. Uh, his call is Kilo Lima 7 Sierra Bravo. Um, had a nice contact with him. And then also I contacted a different Alaska um, ham. Uh, but I did not copy his state well, but um, I later learned that he was in Alaska as well. Um, he's actually in North Pole, Alaska, and I'm hoping to get a QSL card back from him. But um, I enjoy collecting a lot of them. I also, uh, here in Tennessee, we check into the Tennessee phone net, and I actually have a QSL card from one of, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Thursday morning session of the Tennessee phone net. Um, I actually have uh, Mark, one of the net control operators, QSL cards, Kilo Mike for India Zulu Zulu. Um, so that is also another one that I very cherish a lot. Um, but I will send it back to you. All right. And yeah, and you need one from Indiana. I need to send you one because I don't know if it was you or Ryan, but I worked one of you two during that Hamvention QSO party. So I'm, I'll have to send you a card. I, I don't always send out cards unless I get one, but, but you're going to get one. So we'll, we'll make sure that you get one from 
Indiana. Well, it's time for our break. So we're going to take a break right now, but uh, I'll be back with the Pearsons and we'll take your phone calls and comments and tweets and all that stuff right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Thanks for choosing Tower Electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s, we have in connectors, we have SMA adapters. We have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, soldering irons and meters. Where's the tower? (laughs) Ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fests across the country that we visit, but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. Tower Electronics. Visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. A clean house is a sign of a broken radio. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics sponsor the show every week right here at Ham Talk Live. They'll be back out on the HamFest trail soon, but you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. That's Tower Electronics. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it is time for your phone calls in just a minute. But first, we have a special phone call we're going to take. Uh, But uh, let me give you the number so you can have it ready. It's 859-982-7373. Or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us live since... uh, We're recording this on Thursday. So we're going to pause here for just a couple of minutes with the Pearsons uh, because Mark Brown, N4BCD, the chairman of the Huntsville Ham Fest, uh, just called in. So, Mark, I know you've you've released some bad news today, but... uh, we, we understand and, and, and we're hopeful for next year. So tell us all about it, Mark. Well, good evening, Neil. And, uh, and to your listeners. Yeah, it's been uh, quite an emotional, uh, week, I would say where we've, uh, taken the, the hard decision to, uh, unanimously, uh, the board of directors voted last night, uh, to cancel the Huntsville, Alabama ham fest. Uh, we just saw things were not improving as, as quick as we, as we, would have, we all would like, and uh, the, the the risk to uh, the, the ham fest, the vendors, the visitors, uh, the health of the visitors was, was paramount. 
our volunteers too. Um, as as we all know, the amateur radio population um, we're not all young <laughs> like your uh, like your program <laughs> guests tonight. Uh, so uh, we've we've got to look out for them, and uh, it just didn't make sense. Um, there are so many uh, ham fests. Uh, I, I spoke to Bob Enderbitson on the phone uh, sometime this morning. I think it was, and uh, he mentioned that uh, they've added the ham fest cancellation to uh, just a, a tremendously long list of of ham fest through uh, June, July, August, and even into September on the AWRL website uh, that have canceled. So it's not just Huntsville. Of course, Dayton. Uh, uh, had to pull the plug. I remember uh, a call from Jack Gerbs uh, on a Sunday uh, preceding their announcement. I called Jack this morning, and uh, his first words were, oh, no. I think yeah. he knew why I was calling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's kindred, it kindred spirits. Uh, we, we hate to do what we did, but it was uh, in, we, we know that it's, it's the right decision in the long run. And uh, we'll be back next year. It's, it's going to be a, a wonderful event. We, we had a, a great, great program uh, uh, last year. Uh, your, your, your guest tonight, I want to mention, uh, I've listened to the program here uh, waiting for the break. Uh, the Pearsons, I, I remember, I, and I want to thank them for the, uh, for the personal card they mailed after winning that radio uh, some months later. But uh, I, I did receive that at my home. Uh, they live up in Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm down in Fayetteville, Tennessee, but I work down in Huntsville. But, uh, you know, I talked with, uh, I think it was Don Wilbanks and Bob Heil on Sunday morning of the Ham Fest, and none of us can ever remember a crowd breaking into spontaneous applause over not winning a radio. <laughs> uh, seeing the joy, seeing the joy on Ryan's face and, and, and that of his family, of winning the grand prize there on Saturday, it was priceless. Uh, we could not have bottled that uh, any better. It, it just worked out. It was it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I'm glad. I'm really glad that they're getting the radio on the air and using it, making contacts. Uh, at you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, we're glad we're able to help that family get started on a good path in ham radio. Absolutely. And, and it was, it, it, the, everybody just, it, the crowd erupted and to see him run up there and waving his arms in the air and, and, and go up there and get that radio. I, I couldn't have been, couldn't have been happier unless maybe it, it had been me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, it I, was I've been talking to a lot of folks today, Neil, um, actually, uh, just at, just after I got home tonight, uh, Carol Perry called me from New York where uh, she's sheltering in uh, in her big house up there. I think it's Brooklyn, but uh, she's doing well and, uh, you know, staying healthy. But she's, of course, disappointed. A lot of us are disappointed, but, uh, you know, we made the right decision to uh, to cancel the event. But she'll be back next year also with the youth, uh, the youth uh, lounge, the youth forum. Uh, she also goes to Dayton, of course, and uh, she does so much for the youth in ham radio. And uh, we're talking about how she's, she had some trouble this year with uh, with trying to get folks lined up because of uh, the travel restrictions. Parents don't want to release kids. It, it's just it was a real tough situation on several fronts uh, this year in trying to pull off a ham fest. So I think it's the right thing to do is to for everybody to regroup, stay healthy, and we'll hit it again in 2021. Yeah, it is. And I know, you know, when we had to cancel Yoda camp this year and postpone it till next year, I was – I was miserable. Um, I, I, I hated it, but 
um, now that we're getting closer and closer, it's like, yeah, we did the right thing. So uh, that's know, right. I, I, remember, that, I remember hearing that. Yeah, I would echo. I that remember with, hearing with that in you the news. All. Yeah. Well, yeah, before that, you go, that would have been your inaugural. Yeah, so that was the first time, and oh, but uh, we do have a plan. We're actually going to announce that soon. We're putting the last of the details together. We have a plan that we're going to get everybody together on a day, and we're going to do some uh, activities and some competitions, and we're going to get a thing together for field day, too, so... Uh, we'll be talking more about that later on, but, uh, before you go, Mark, um, I, I know you, you sent me the, the press release this afternoon. Um, you've got some, some refund info and hotel reservation info. You want to run through that real quick. So people know what's going on with that. Uh, yeah, sure. Neil, let me, uh, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the refund, what we decided to do, we're taking a hit on, on some things. But uh, we just decided that that was the right thing to do. The commercial vendors are going to are going to get a full refund. Uh, you know, the, even the PayPal expenses that they made, or if they paid by a check, uh, commercial vendors will get a full refund. Uh, the same with the flea market vendors. Depending on how they paid, that's how we will uh, refund their their payments in full. Uh, the online ticket buyers, uh, uh, a few. We didn't actively promote online ticket sales, but uh, we do have several that uh, will be of course, refunding their uh, their admission tickets in full. Uh, the embassy, a lot of folks uh, stay there at the embassy. I think we had uh, contracted 190-plus room nights on on Friday night and Saturday night, and those were all taken. Uh, the embassy, with an agreement with us, uh, they are going to just blanket cancel all those hotel reservations. But I encourage everybody who's made a reservation to check in a few weeks on your uh, on your personal Hilton account or whatever to make sure that that, in, that, that reservation is off the books. Uh, don't want to get, uh, get dinged for, uh, uh, you know, being charged for a hotel without canceling. But, uh, like I said, uh, embassy should be taking care of those reservations. Other hotels, uh, even the ones we had agreements with, it's going to be up to the individual making those reservations to, uh, to manually cancel. So that's, that's the, uh, the long and the short of it. Uh, like I said, we're going to regroup, and we'll be back next year. All right, Mark. Thank you so much. And and, and uh, Pearsons, you have anything you want to chime in here with uh, before Mark takes off? Well, Mark, it's great to hear your voice. I'm definitely saddened by the news. We're uh, going to Huntsville. It's definitely uh, a, a big adventure that we look forward to every year together. But um, I understand the decision that you made, but uh, glad you got the card. And we really appreciate everything that you and everyone that, that helps out to make Huntsville uh, be such an amazing ham fest do uh, each and every year. So we, we appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you back in 21. Okay, well, thanks for the guy, kind words, guys. And I'll let you get back to the program, uh, Neil. 73. All right, Mark, thank you so much, and, and best of luck on 2021, and, and thanks for uh, – putting everything in to try to make it work. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That's Mark Brown in for BCD, the chairman of the Huntsville Ham Fest that again, uh, announced this morning that, uh, they are not going to be able to have this year's event. So now that means Blake, you're not going to be able to win a 76 10. At least at Huntsville. 
Phone number is 859-982-7373, 859-982-7373 if you want to call. If you have a question or a comment for the Pearsons, uh, give us a call. Or you can also tweet us at Amtalk Live. And again, if you're listening to WTWW or the podcast version, you won't uh, be able to reach us. But uh, we'll we'll check those here in a minute and and see uh, what you all have to say. So, what all have you you all been doing on the air, and and how do you like that seventy six ten? Well, I'll start. Um, well, me and Blake have actually enjoyed ever since like. Um, a good amount of months ago, we've been, we've enjoyed starting um, calling CQ Yoda, getting us a bunch of contacts. Um, we've enjoyed working that. Um, uh, personally, um, I think whenever I want to get DX or a long, uh, farther away station, I work 20 meters. But for the majority, I work 40 meters because here the bands are better on 40 meters, and I can get a bunch of contacts. Um. But uh, we're just um, having a great time working the radio. Um, um, so I will just say that in the context we have, especially through Dayton, I was able to get the Dayton uh, general chairman for 2019 and 2020. Um, so that was a good contact I made with him. And um, um, I also got Bob Heil and one of his friends. So I sent the QSL card in, so I'm hoping to get one back because um, now that's just like sparked my interest to hopefully getting a QSL card from all the animation people. Anyway, um, that's about it for me. I'll just um, see if Blake wants to talk about it. Yes, as Ryan said, um, we have been doing a lot of CQ Yoda, actually. Um, I, my record was set during the Dayton contest. That's when I got 325 CQ Yoda contacts by day. So it was... Uh, um, very fun and enjoyable day. Um, as I said earlier, um, so far in the past 10 months, I have over 800 HF contacts. Um, and on June 6th, so in two days, yeah, Kentucky, um, which during the Kentucky Kiso party, I hope I should, then I will officially have, um, all 50 states. So I'm hoping that I get Kentucky. Um, and that is a major goal that I need and need to get. But also, we have an amazing time on the Yacht Youth Net every Saturday at 7 p.m. Central on Echo Link. Um, there's also one where the kids can also join in, but uh, it's more of an anyone Yacht Net. Uh, that's the one on Tuesdays at the same time, 7 Central. Uh, but we enjoy checking into the nest and doing everything we do all right very good well let's see what we have here uh first of all john w4 usf uh down in florida says it takes four hams to get a club call sign so uh, there's more pressure on uh, getting jacqueline in there so you can have a family club um so yeah, get mom involved, and you can have your own family ham club. Well, there, there are a few of those out there. So, uh, boy, we're putting the pressure on Jacqueline again. Oh, uh, well, let's see. Uh, Jacob, KG7EQN, asks a question I, I get every once in a while. 
Um, how do you balance introducing ham radio to your children without pushing them away? How do you come up with family radio activities and plan them? So I want to hear your answer on that one. Well, uh, you know, a lot of times the boys, they uh, just work it out between themselves who's going to jump on the radio, and that always makes it easy. Uh, What, you know, the only time we've really had a difficulty where they have not, uh, uh, well, and I can't say where they haven't played nice, but where it really wasn't going to work out for the two of them was for this Dayton QSO party because uh, this was a sentimental one. This would have been our, our first trip up to Dayton and would have been a big one for these uh, for the boys. And it was important to me to make sure that both of them uh, could still participate on that day like they were supposed to in Dayton. And so that's where RJ, KC4LRR, our, our uh, Elmer came in and uh, he saved the day as he regularly does for us. And uh, he let Ryan go over to his house and jump on uh, his radio. And then Blake stayed at, at home on the 7610. And, you know, what a day. They, they both ended up working the radios hard, and both of them had about 325 contacts that day. And so, um, Jacob, I'm very lucky. These, these boys, they are uh, team players. Uh, the majority of the time, we homeschool together, uh, we go to church together, we do ham radio together, we, we're a baseball family, and fortunately, um, Ryan's 11, Blake's 12, so uh, they've been generally able to play on the same team together because Ryan's a great ball player like Blake, but uh, Ryan's able to be good enough where he can play up with his brother, and so that's worked out pretty well. So um, I'm, all I can say is that uh, we're just – blessed beyond uh, my understanding by God that, um, you know, we're uh, able to do what we do and uh, that it works as well as it does. That's a fine answer. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I think, you know, pushing people into, into ham radio is probably not quite the way to do it. And, you know, when people ask me about school clubs, it's, well, you know, we introduce it, we explain what it is, we show them what you can do with it, we get them on the air and have them do it, and then they want to get their license so they can do it on their own and instead of pushing the test. And and that's something I learned from, you guessed it, Carol Perry, WB2MGP, um, who was one of my mentors in, in teaching ham radio in, in schools, um, was, you know, you don't worry about the test. You, 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 you teach the technology and you, you get them to have fun with it and, and go from there. So, um, that's a, that's a good strategy. So, uh, do y'all have any, any aspirations of, of learning some new modes, learning some new things to do? Um, with ham radio? Well, I'll be the one to answer that question um, just because I came up with it. Um, so instead of going to Dayton, uh, Icon sent us this uh, box and we got some pretty cool stuff like a hat. We got this cool jacket, um, a very nice backpack. But one of the main ones is me and Blake got a new Icom ID51A digital radio. So now we're probably going to be learning the new subject of digital ham radio. 
Um, but um, we'll probably be getting into D-Star, Digital. Um, I don't know about AMFM, but probably that as well. Um, I just know all the phrases, Digital, D-Star, AMFM. But anyways, um, we'll probably be getting into that, learning about that. Um, but that's one thing new. And uh, me and Blake are hoping to get into RCW and working it on the air. Um, just have to... Um, uh, keep practicing and uh, get used to all the um, to uh, copying it and then sending it out. Um, but I will send it to Blake and see what he has to say. Yeah, so we've also actually another mode that we've been able to do is we've done PSK 31 a little bit. Um, uh, we actually did uh, use PSK 31 during our winter field day here, our W Cares group. Um, we operated, uh, mo portable, uh, we set up stations and we had an SSB station, a CW and a digital PSK, uh, PSK station. So we got to work that, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, we really enjoyed doing that a lot and we also got to work, uh, FT8 and FT4, um, I made a few contacts actually at the Huntsville Ham Fest next to the youth area. Uh, there was a person there that was actually operating digital modes, and uh, people there got to uh, sit back with them and learn how to do it and have a nice conversation while trying to make a few contacts. So that was pretty fun, and that has been uh, – we've also set up some of the PSK on our radio, so – um, I haven't made a contact with it yet, but I'm hoping to do that soon. Uh, but anyways, that is, those are some of our experiences with the other digital modes. Very cool. Well, Troy W9KVR says you can get a club call if you're homeschooled and we have those in school club roundup. And that's one of the things that, that Troy and I both are, are pretty big into is school club roundup and, and you can be considered a school as a homeschool, so we'll have to get you into in uh, school club roundup. And and Troy also says slow scan uh, television is kind of fun. His his daughters like uh, doing that, so maybe that's something else you can try. And let's see, hey, you had one more, yeah. I think we need to edit that part out of this so that my wife doesn't hear that because. I really like the idea of needing to have her uh, join us be able to be able to. Have her <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Troy. That's wonderful, but uh, uh, darn it, that just works against us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got one more here. Carl KD nine HQT says um, his his father is his Elmer, and then got him into ham radio as as many people. Uh, experience and he didn't understand it uh for a long time but he had some videotape when he was a baby on the on the same chair that's in his ham shack in 93 so it, it all it all worked out so um he's uh he's got a quite the history uh with uh the cousin and his dad and grandfather so um yeah we're, we're the ham family so that, that happens quite a bit well we're going to uh wrap things up here tonight but uh let me give you one uh final chance to to make some comments here before we go and and i will say it's been uh 
great having you on. Uh, I was glad to meet you. And I, I was actually right down the road from you all last weekend. I didn't even put two and two together, but um, it was great to uh, meet you and I would wish we could have seen each other at Dayton and now Huntsville, but, uh, but we will next year. So we'll, we'll see you then. So uh, if you've got any, any final thoughts, why well, go right ahead. Well, I just want to say thank you again, Neil, for reaching out to us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share this, this story, this memory. And uh, um, we're definitely encouraged by uh, people like you. And um, we're just so excited to be able to be in amateur radio. And we appreciate uh, all of you that have been before us that um, are helping us out and encouraging us and uh, keeping us motivated to moving forward and, and learning and growing and uh, sharing with others. And we definitely look forward to being able to meet you in person as soon as that happens. Well, I would just say thank you very much um, uh, for um, having us on um, this um, program. Um, And I will uh, just say 73s and thank you very much. Uh, uh, This is also thank you very much, Mr. Neal, for having us on. Um, We had a great time and uh, hope to be back on. And I'll say 73s to you as well. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on tonight. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. And and I I have a feeling that we're going to have some extra class operators here before long, too. So, so we'll put the pressure on you all too, as well as mom. Uh, but uh, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit that the next time I see you, you're you're an extra. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, look forward to that and uh, and seeing it, uh, some of the uh, youth on the air stuff too. So we're going to wrap this up for tonight. So. Uh, that's, that's it for this edition of ham talk live. Thanks to my guests, Andrew KN4 VKX, Ryan KN4 VKW and Blake KN4 VKY and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 PM Eastern time. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, and if you want to order a shirt, uh, go over to ham talk live. Dot com And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That helps other people uh, find the show faster. So we'll sign off for tonight. Uh, for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375. And as always, may the good DX be yours. Now, 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 now